Welcome to Dove's Point with Pastor Rita. I come to talk to you today about the anatomy of a miracle. So before we move into uh, the anatomy, let me define what a miracle is. Amen. When I looked at the word miracle, and I have a couple of definitions, but it, the Bible says all things work together. Amen. The first definition, the first Hebrew word of a miracle comes from the Hebrew word mofeth. It's, it's spelled M-O-P-H-E-T-H. And I'm going to slow down because I'm excited. Amen. Mofeth, M-O-P-H-E-T-H. And it is literally pronounced Mofeth. Come on, somebody. Mofeth. It's just like, it, amen. Amen. So it's just like when you're in the kitchen and, and when you don't know how to cook, haven't been cooking a long time, the recipe will say put two-thirds cup of oil in when you're trying to bake a cake. But when you've been in this thing for a while, you understand that you got to put a cup of oil in there if you want your cake not to be dry. Come on, somebody. It takes a little more oil. Amen. So you got enough you have enough faith for the norm, amen. You got enough faith to get up in the morning. You got enough faith to lay down and rest at night. You got enough faith to go to work and come back. But when you need a miracle, you're going to need some more faith. Come on, somebody. The first ingredient of a miracle or the anatomy of a miracle is, what do you say? More faith, amen. Number one. Number two, are you ready? The second definition of the word miracle comes from the Hebrew word, uh, Greek word, simeon. Say simeon. Simeon. And what simeon means, it is of certainty. The supernatural pos uh, possesses an indication or signifies that there is something beyond the normal going on. Amen. In other words, a miracle, when people see a miracle or a miracle is work in your life, you know it's God. Amen. They know that it is outside of the normal and beyond your normal capacity or your normal earnings or your normal take an aspirin in your head or stop hurting in the morning. No, when God heals cancer, that's a miracle. Come on, somebody. It shows that there is a sign of the supernatural. It is beyond natural. Number two. Amen. The third sign in or, or in the anatomy of a miracle comes from the, the Hebrew word oath. O-W-T-H. O-W-T-H. An oath means a signal. Say a signal. It means, okay, it means a token. Say a token. It means evidence, a mark, a sign, or a wonder. Say evidence. Say mark. Say sign. Say wonder. 
In other words, and a, a, a miracle will show itself. Amen. It's a signal. Amen. When the light changes from green, from red to green, green means go. Amen. When a miracle shows up, a miracle comes with the signal to signify that, hey, it's time to go because look, a sign and a wonder just showed up. It's time to give God praise. It'll signal you that your, that your weary days are over. It'll signal you that you don't have to cry no more. It'll signal you that you can go on and see what the end is going to be. When a miracle shows up, it comes with the signal that says you can shout right now, you can praise right now, but it's time, come on now, to give God glory and to give God praise for what only he could have done. That's what a miracle is. The anatomy of a miracle, it requires more faith. It shows that the supernatural has shown up and it's a signal to give God praise. Come on, somebody up in here. How many of you need a miracle tonight? Hallelujah. The next definition for the word signal, and I'm going to break it to the word um, for miracle, is pala. Say pala. Pala. It means to separate. It means to distinguish. And it means to be great. It also means to accomplish. When Pala or miracle shows work, accomplish means a finished work. Amen. Once you get the miracle, come on now, trouble is over. Once you get the miracle, you can move forward. Once you get the miracle, it is finished. See, when Jesus was up on that cross, come on somebody, Jesus did not have to come off the cross and finish his work. No, Jesus said, my work is finished on this cross. Why? He didn't have to say, wait a minute, Father, I I, I got to forgive a couple of people. No, Jesus had already forgiven those who had come against him. When Jesus said it is finished, it was finished. Amen. So a miracle shows up to shut down the plans of the enemy. A miracle shows up to shut down weeping days and weeping nights. A miracle shows up to shut down screaming and begging and hollering and trying to believe for something you can't believe for. No, when a miracle shows up, whatever you've been praying for, it is finished. Come on now. If you believe in God for a car, God will give you car insurance, license tag, and a full tank of gas. It is finished. If you believe in God for healing, he ain't going to just take care of your foot and not take care of your toe. No, baby, it is finished. Good God Almighty. But a miracle will show some signs. It will signal that the supernatural, that God has been in the room. Come on, somebody. Because it's a miracle. Glory be to God. Now, let me tell you something about a miracle. I'm trying to be cool because I'm so excited. Turn, good God almighty Jesus, turn in your Bibles to the book of Matthew. And I want you to go to Matthew chapter 17. Glory be to God. Oh, my God. I'm ready to pull this thing right now. I got this one part. Oh, my God. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. So we're talking about the anatomy of a miracle. We have four things so far. We've got more faith. Come on now. We've got certainty that the supernatural has shown up. We've got a signal and we've got a finished work. Amen. Amen. So turn in the book of uh, Matthew chapter 17. And I want you to go to verse 13. Matthew 17, verse 13. Praise God. Ah, ya robo shit, Mandele bo santa. 
Hallelujah. The Bible says, Then the disciples understood that he spake unto them of John the Baptist. And when they were coming to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed. And oft times he falleth into the fire and oft times in the water. This little boy, this little boy had lost it. Come on now. He jumped in the fire, get hot, and he jumped in the water to cool off. Then that thing jumped back in the fire. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Daddy said he was crazy. He said, I brought him to your disciples and they could not hear him. Then Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer? Bring him to, how long have I, shall I suffer you? Excuse me. Bring him to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, good God Almighty. And he departed from him. And the child was cured that very same hour. Let's go back and dissect this. We're talking about the anatomy of a miracle. The miracle did not begin when Jesus rebuked the devil. Y'all better hear me. The first thing in the anatomy of a miracle is more faith. Am I right about it? So check this out. So the man had to have some faith to even bring his crazy son to the disciples to heal him. You don't come on now. You don't go to a a, a dentist that a bootleg dentist. If you got a pain in your mouth, you got faith that the dentist that you're going to can do something about that pain. Amen. So the man had faith that the disciples could heal his son. And the first thing he said to Jesus was, look, I brought him to your boys and they couldn't do nothing. So what did he do? He stepped up his faith. Come on, somebody. And he stepped to Jesus. Amen. So the miracle began when the father believed that healing was available. Glory be to God. So we already got our more faith, right? So when he stepped to Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus first uh, rebuked his disciples. Oh my God. Why? Because the disciples needed more faith. Amen. <laughs> if they had had enough faith, they could have rebuked that devil. Come on, somebody. And so then Jesus says, Oh, and the Bible says in verse 17, and Jesus answered, Oh, faithless and perverse generation. Stop right there. That word faithless in the in the Greek means disbelieving. Oh my God. So who was he rebuking? He was rebuking the disciples. He said, Oh, faithless, oh dis unbelievers. Oh, dis you didn't believe y'all could cast that devil out just because this devil jumped in fire and water. You've been casting out other devil, devils. Just because this one jumped in fire and water, you think this is a big one. Come on now. There's not a demon or a devil in the Bible that Jesus didn't cast out. Come on, somebody. So now check this out. So Jesus says, so how long am I going to be with you, suffer you? He says, bring him to me. Jesus rebuked the devil and the devil departed out of the child and the child was cured that very same hour. Skip down and, and verse 19, then came the disciples to Jesus apart after the man gone. You know, they want to get with Jesus. And they said, Jesus, how come we couldn't cast that devil out? Well, now we understand that that devil being cast out to that man, that was a miracle because his son was a lunatic. And Jesus said, what? Because of your unbelief. If you have unbelief, you need more faith. Come on, somebody. 
So some of you have been standing and waiting and, 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 and trusting God for a miracle. And you believe with the, well, God said he's given every man a measure of faith. Yeah, he gave every man the same measure, but some have exercised it more. More faith. What does the Bible say in John? Building up your most holy faith, building it up, getting more faith. How? Praying in the Holy Ghost. Good God Almighty. Praying in the Holy Ghost is how you get more faith. And if you're looking for a miracle, you got to pray in the Holy Ghost and build up your most holy faith. Amen? Because right. that's part of the anatomy of a miracle. See, um, anatomy is like a coffee, right? You can't make coffee without a coffee grain. Good God Almighty. So you cannot get a miracle unless somebody believes. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So now, so he says, so he says, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you say, I excuse me, for verily, wait a minute, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith such as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence in yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Howbeit this kind goeth out, not, goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. See, once you take yourself out of the flesh, you straight spirit. And does not a miracle require an element of the supernatural? Does not a miracle require more faith? Come on, somebody. When that boy stopped jumping in the fire and jumping in the water, it was a signal that the Holy Ghost had showed up. <laughs> Glory be to God. Let's look at another one. Praise God. Go in your Bibles to the book of John. And please, if I'm talking too fast, y'all tell me so I can. And I know I'm talking too fast, so let me slow down. Praise God. Amen. The book of John chapter 5. Praise God. We are talking about the anatomy of a miracle. Now, I don't see anywhere else in that Bible, in this Bible, where there was another conversation regarding this boy jumping in the fire and jumping in the water. Why? Because a miracle is a finished work. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Hallelujah. So we want to book. So you got to get out of the flesh and get in the spirit to pull down a miracle. Glory be to God. Remember on the day of Pentecost. Hey. hey. That they were all on, they were all in the upper room and on one accord. Huh. A miracle had already taken place. Why? Because they were all on one accord. Good God of mine. Then the Bible says in the Holy Ghost, that there's the evidence of the supernatural came through, and there were uh, there were cloven tongues of fire, looked like cloven tongues of fire, and every man began to speak a new language. Good God of mine. That's a miracle. Changing a language, that's a miracle. Speaking in tongues, and a lot of people act crazy, but let me tell you something. Tongues in the um, in the Greek, tongues means a, a language unnaturally or not naturally acquired. A language not naturally acquired. Speaking in tongues, that tongue is a language. How do I know? How do I know that God controls languages? Let me take a tangent right here for a second. Over in the book of Genesis, uh, chapter 11 or 12, when it talks about um, uh, the people that, that talks about the Tower of Babel, the Bible said that the people were on one accord 
and they desired to build a temple that would reach heaven. The Bible said God looked down and said, behold, the people is one. He didn't say they are one. He said is one, like one unit. And he said, and this is what they desire to do. Because they were on one accord, they would have built that tower to heaven. But God said, this is not happening. So what did he do? The Bible says he confounded or he changed their languages. Then God Almighty. Now, if God can change languages in Genesis 11 or 12, cannot God create a new language in Acts 2? Come on, somebody. So tongues is a language that is not naturally acquired. It is a gift from God. Good God Almighty. Y'all gonna leave me alone up here preaching in my prayer room. Praise God. John chapter 5. We're going to look at this second example regarding the anatomy of a miracle. Amen. The Bible says, and I want you to start it. We're going to start at, well, we'll start at the beginning. After this, there was a, a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there at Jerusalem by the sheep market, a pool, which, which is called in the Hebrew tongue, Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. How many of you think these folks need some miracles? You got impotent ones, you got blind ones, you got halt ones, slow ones, withered ones. Everybody is waiting for the moving of the water. The Bible says, for an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole and whatsoever made whole of whatsoever disease he had. So wait a minute. So we've got people waiting on a miracle and we have evidence that the supernatural, the angel, appears to trouble the water. And the finished work is, is because whoever gets in the water first, come on somebody, is made whole of whatever disease that he has. He's working on the anatomy of a miracle. The Bible says in verse 5, And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity 38 years. Now this man been sick 38 years, laying on the side of the pool 38 years, can't get in the water 38 years. How many of you think that this man may need a little more faith? Glory be to God. When Jesus, that's right, he needs more faith. He needs a miracle, right? He needs a miracle. And when Jesus saw him lying and knew that he had been a long time in that case, he said unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? What is Jesus doing? Jesus is checking this man's belief system. So why is he checking his belief system first? Well, here's the deal. Once you've been in a situation a long time, my God, and you have not seen any relief. Now that man wasn't just laying there praying, playing checkers. I'm sure he was praying. I'm sure he was praying, Lord, please let me be the first one to jump in the water. Let somebody come and be kind enough to roll me in, push me in, haul me in, dump me in. Long time. How many of you ever needed a miracle or been believing God for something a long time? And it hasn't shown up. And you say, I believe that's only one part of the miracle. Well, I need, well, I, 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 I got pure faith. He said, I only need faith the size of a mustard seed. Yeah, but we coming up, we coming up out of something that natural hands can change. We're coming into a level of the supernatural. You may need to add a little more faith. So when Jesus said, will thou be made whole? He began to check this man's belief system and he's dealing with this man's mind. 
Let me let me tell you why. The Bible says in verse 7, the impotent man answered, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me in to the pool. But while I am coming, another man steps in before me. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. See, when Jesus said rise, we think he was talking to his body. When Jesus said rise, he was talking to his mind. Come on, somebody. Because that word wise, rise means to wake up. In other words, snap yourself. Get your head together. You've been here 38 years because you wake on somebody. I need you to elevate your mind because I can give you what you need. I can make you the fit. God Almighty. I can make you the miracle. I can make you the finished work. I can signal to everybody else that I've been in your life about what I do for you. Rise. Get your head together, boy. Now take up your bed and walk. And the Bible said that dude got up. Come on now. It's some of you waiting to get up in your body, but you got to get up in your mind first. You wait to get up on your job, but you got to elevate your mind first. You got to believe that that position they got, that you can have it too. The Bible says in verse 9, and immediately the man was made whole. Took up his bed and walked, and on the same day it was the Sabbath. The anatomy of a miracle. So now check this out. Check this out. Because I saved the best. Last. I, had to, I had to hold my mule on this one right here. So I told you what a miracle is. I told you how it comes about. And now I want to share with you why. Good God of mine. The last definition that I'm going to say. Because I've given four, right? So here's the fifth one. The last definition of a miracle comes from... The Hebrew word, Gedebah. Gedebah, it means a treasurer. A treasurer. Come on, unmute me. What does a treasurer do? The treasurer counts the what? And where, and where does the treasurer keep the money? He keeps it in a safe place, right? If Jesus is the miracle worker, and the word miracle means the treasurer, then that means that Jesus or the treasurer has, you can't be a treasurer unless you got treasures. Amen. Come on now. The word treasurer means that you are one who keeps the treasures. Amen. The Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The Bible says that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Amen. The reason why all this, all these things are in his treasury. He's got healing in his treasury. He's got breakthrough in his treasury. He's got heal a lame man in his treasury. The body, he's got heal a blind person in his treasury. He's got cast out devil power in his treasury. He's got make a way out of no way power in his treasury. He's got split a red sea open in his treasury. He's got take a giant down for the rock in his treasury. He's got more than a pay your rent. He's got to pay your house off in his treasury. Come on, somebody. He's got more than a tricycle with three wheels. He'll give you four wheels on a steering column in his treasury. I come by to tell you that the treasure, big body, the miracle worker, the treasurer Jesus has everything you need in his treasury. Come on now. That's why he can say, ask, and it shall be given. Good God Almighty. Why? Because he's got it in the treasury. That's why he says, knock, and I'll open the door. Why? 
because he got no door, no door knocking open power in his treasury. God and the kingdom of God is not bankrupt because the treasury is not broke. Woo! Amen. The God of mine. Glory be to God. When he dispenses from his treasury, when he dispenses from his treasury, we ask and we call it a miracle. But remember in the definition that the, one of the definitions of a, of a miracle is a token. Oh, my God. Let me break this down. See, if a man is sitting there with a million dollars in his pocket and he gives you $2,000 and you was only asking for 10, in your eyes, that's a miracle. In his eyes, it's a token. Oh, Lord. I'm trying to show you that a miracle is not hard for God. Why? Because he's got a full treasury. So if he gives you a healing out of his treasury, to you it's a miracle, but to him it's a token. See, we keep not believing in miracles because we're looking at miracles through our eyes. You got to look at a miracle through the eyes of God and ask for a token. Good God Almighty to help you get the rest of the way. I just need a token. Come on, somebody, to get healing back in my body. I just need a token. Good God Almighty to make it through Corona because your crown is higher. I just need a token. You won't even be scared to ask somebody for a token. Then why are you afraid to ask God for a miracle? Amen. It's the same. Hallelujah. His, he, it's like, like I said, when he dispenses from his treasury, it is called a miracle and on our end and a token on his end because he has so much. When we give unto God, it's called a sacrifice on our end and an offering on his. Why? Because when he gives us, he calls it an offering, you know, or, or we, we give him a sacrifice. Why? Because we don't have this unlimited supply. So it's a sacrifice. But we offer it unto him. But he has unlimited. The Bible says everything that was created was created by him or it was not created. The enemy comes in to pervert. But God is the creator. And God has been working on miracles since the beginning of time. Your situation, your circumstances, your problem, your family. Come on now. And we think it's hard for God. And when we think it's hard for God, you know what that does? That dives into our belief. And we need more faith. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. God, again, he has been working miracles from the beginning of time. See, when people say miracles, for some reason, I don't know why. We start talking about the miracles that Jesus performed. And Jesus showed out when it came to miracles. But I'm going to list a couple of things. And if it's a miracle, then I want you to say, it was a miracle. Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And was that a miracle? There was a time when there were plagues that hit the earth because somebody was mistreating God Almighty, mistreating the children of God. There was the plague of locusts and the plague of frogs and water was turned into blood. Come on, somebody. The firstborn was killed. Was that a miracle? It was a 
It didn't live till God was satisfied that his people were going to be set free. Was that a miracle working 400 years for no money and then overnight? You, was it a miracle? There was a time not only was the Red Sea divided, but the Jordan River was decided, divided. And the priests were the first ones to walk over. Was that a miracle? Was it a sign? Was it a wonder? Yeah. There was a time when a prophet of God had, had, had performed one of his greatest miracles and he came out of the spirit and went into the flesh and said, God, ain't nobody serving you but me. Got up on the juniper tree and said, Lord, just I'm ready. Just take me. I'm ready to die. And the Bible said, no, you ain't ready to die. You just need to be refreshed. Let me get a bird that eats meat and let him bring his dinner to you. Was that a miracle? Let me tell you something. Miracles are available. The anatomy is that, number one, you got to have more faith. Number two, maybe not all in order, you got to understand that God is not bankrupt on miracles. Listen, those miracles that you just said were miracles, they were not performed by Jesus. They were performed by men of God, men who believed. Isn't that one of the things for the anatomy of a miracle? You can pull down a miracle in your life or you can shut down a miracle from your life based on your level of belief. A miracle will come and it will be a sign and a wonder. The Bible says that all things can be proven. Some of you can pull out your bank statements from texts that you were not expecting and show somebody your miracle. Some of you can pull in on four wheels and a transmission and show somebody your miracle. Some of you can just walk in the door when they had taken you out and, and the doctor said it wasn't nothing that they could do and show you your miracle. Some of you can show just by opening your mouth the supernatural power of God that he would even use somebody like you or somebody like me. It's a signal. It's a token. It signifies that not only natural is here, but supernatural is reigning. It is a miracle and it comes by grace. And I say this unto you and I don't say and I'm getting ready to close. I gave you five areas of the anatomy of a miracle. Because five is God's number of grace. And you cannot get a miracle. I don't care if, if you got leg bone connected to the knee bone, to the hip bone, and the back bone. Without the grace of God. So you take those five. And more faith. And ask for grace. And pull down whatever you need. And make sure when, you, make sure when that signal shows up or that token is a signal. To give God credit. You've been listening to Dove's Point with Rita Hardy, pastor of Dove's Point Worship Center. For more information, call 404 453 3762.